Bible Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Come on and give God praise. Come on, I feel like God is going to do something special. Come on and let's shout in this place. Come on, get out of yourself and why don't you just stand up on your feet and give God glory. Come on, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on and give Him glory. Come on, if you knew how you're going to be breaking through after this service, you ought to give Him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 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 What a privilege and an honor it is. You can be seated in the presence of the Almighty God. Amen. What a privilege and an honor it is to be in the presence of the Almighty God. Thank God for the opportunity to be able to preach his word. How many people know the word of God is precious? Amen. And it's so, um, so humbling to be able to stand before the people of God. I thank God for Pastor Devin and Pastor Courtney. Somebody ought to give God praise for the best pastors on this side of glory. Amen. I love Pastor Devin and Pastor Courtney because they are miracle-walking people. And every time I look at their example throughout their family and throughout this ministry, I see that the Lord is doing such a mighty and awesome work. Amen. I thank God for Pastor Eli. Somebody give God praise for him. Amen. It's his birthday yesterday. Amen. We thank the Lord for Pastor Eli. I thank the Lord so much because he's amazing inside and out. And I thank the Lord that I get the chance to do life together with him. I thank God for my family being here, my brother TJ and my mother. Amen. Minister Deborah, I honor you. Thank you so much for being here. And all of God's people, Life Challenge, all my family, I thank God for you. Yeah. Yeah, good to see you in God's house. Amen. And all my RT family, thank you so much. Listen, we won't be before the Lord long, but how many people know that we believe that miracle working power is in this place? Hallelujah. I said miracle working power is in this place. Amen. The slides are already up there, but we um, are going to talk about something that was placed in my spirit. Now, this is not an unfamiliar passage, and I really kind of wanted, Pastor Devin, a different passage. I was like, Lord, you know, I really kind of wanted it to be different. And he said, preach what I asked you to preach. So I'm going to do what he asked me to do. Amen. So I want you to look at your neighbor really good because this is going to be time to look at them real quick. And y'all need to know something about my preaching. I don't wait to rev up, so I might just get excited right where I am. Is that all right? If I am who I am and we're in an intimate setting, we might go ahead and just have revival all up in this place all by ourselves. Hallelujah. These, I love these kind of services. I believe God's going to move mightily. Okay, so listen, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to declare something to them. And I, say, and I want you to say, I believe that we will win. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm so excited. Listen, I want you to look at somebody else and say, neighbor, I want you to really declare it to them because this is something that is powerful on tonight. I don't have a whole bunch of points, Sister Rachel. I just came to declare the word of the Lord. Somebody ought to look at your neighbor and say, I believe that we, Duran, are going to win. Now, I want you to stand up on your feet because I believe that there is power in agreement on tonight, and I believe that God is going to do the exceedingly, uh, the abundantly, uh, above what we can even ask or think. So 
tonight. Come on, I believe tonight. Say, neighbor, I don't know what you're going through. Come on, tell them, neighbor, I don't know what your situation is, but I believe. Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Come on, say, I believe. Come on, say, I believe that you're going to win. Somebody say that you will win. Now, if you believe it, come on and give God the best praise you have in this place. Come on, give him the best praise that you got in this place. If you believe that you're a winner, hold on my soul. If you believe that you're more than a conqueror, you ought to give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slap your neighbor a high five as you go and say, I believe that I win. Hallelujah. The devil been attacking me on every end, but I believe that I win. He's been trying to attack my job and my home and my body, but I believe that I win. He's been trying to death to mess up my destiny, but how many people know I still win? I'm always a winner. I'm always a winner. I'm always a winner through Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I just believe it. Oh, I'm trying to move to my nose, but somebody ought to say, I just believe that I'm going to win. Somebody ought to give God praise if you love the Lord in this place. Woo. Woo. I believe it. I believe I'm going to win in my home. I believe I'm going to win in my body. I believe I'm going to win for my family. I got somebody in the hospital right now that I'm believing God. I'm believing for the win. I'm believing God for the win. Listen, let's go to the first slide. I believe, in case you haven't figured out what the title of my message is, I believe that we will win. And I want you to go, hallelujah, to the first slide. The first slide talks about the greatest, one of the greatest heroes that I know. And some of you are going to be haters, and that's all right. I'm not going to fault you for that. But there is a man that I love who is a true American, who is a true patriot, and his name is Hulk Hogan. Does anybody know about Hulk Hogan? Come on, come on, don't get super deep. Don't get super deep. How many people watch pay-per-view? Me and my brother love to watch pay-per-view. And Hulk Hogan was the real American. Can you say, I am a real American? Come on, come on, come on, say, I am. Now, some of y'all didn't clap that hard during worship. Save our soul, Lord. Save our soul. And Hulk Hogan was one of the greatest wrestlers to me of all time. And there was a pay-per-view that I love to this day to watch that he went against Andre the Giant. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And there was a big face-off, it's up on the screen, between Hulk Hogan and the Giant. And everybody, now listen, some of you said it's just a performance, but I'm telling you, if somebody who is six foot something, something, throw you on a mat, how many people know that's going to hurt? Okay, so some of that is not all just entertainment. Some of these things are actual truth. And so when Hulk Hogan went against the giant, I'm already preaching to somebody today. I love when he got down, he would go like this and make the crowd shout. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, it's real practical. And when, and when he was in trouble, he would go like this so he could hear the shout. <laughs> I can't get ahead of myself. Hulk Hogan knew the importance about making sure that there was crowd participation to where everyone in the crowd felt like they won. So whether you like Hulk Hogan,
Hogan or whether you like the giant, you had the opportunity to be a winner. Somebody say, we all need to win. Hulk Hogan had a way of electrifying the crowd to be able to respond to the shout. And as the shout became louder, he began to prevail over the enemy. <laughs> and I want you to know when he would go against the ropes, he would go and go like this. And what you would have to say is scream a little louder until the power came. But I want you to know Hulk Hogan as great as he is. Hulk Hogan as a phenomenal wrestler he is he has nothing on Jesus Christ oh I thought I would have more believers that got excited I said he has nothing on Jesus Christ and so when our God hallelujah inhabits the praises of his people how many people know the dark situations begin to turn around and you begin to win I can't hear somebody come on let me hear somebody shout Now, tonight we're going to be interactive and I'm almost out your way. Listen, tonight we're going to be interactive. So when you hear me go like this, I want you to say, I believe that I win. Can y'all do that for me tonight? Life challenge, can you do that for me tonight? So we're going to go like this and what you going to say? Now, come on, somebody ought to declare it because, listen, we got to go ahead and make this declaration true. Somebody do it again. That's good. Give your high five to your neighbor and say, I believe it. I was in camp, Pastor Devin, and I began to, for those of you who know, I used to be a big sports friend with my dad because we would have to watch it on Radio 950 or listen to it on Radio 950. We watched it every time. He got the satellite special um, editions, so we watched sports all the time. And I did not know about this chant that was going on, and it was from a soccer team. And it was these people who were declaring, Noah, you were there. He said, I, and everybody say, I. I. And he said, I believe that. I and then he would say, I believe that we will win. I believe that. And I began to watch these teenagers declare over a mud pit that they declare that they would win. But how many people know the, the, the story of life can get muddy sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes you have to remind yourself in the midnight hour that you are going to win. Do I have a witness with anybody on today? So we're going to go to um, Acts chapter 16, verses 22 through 34. And if you just give me about five minutes, I'll be able to go through this. And um, we're just going to talk about what it means to win. So we're going to Acts 16, verses 22 through 34. And you can go to the next slide. And it is so important that we understand in Acts 22 and 24 that Paul and Silas should be our giant winners in this moment. They are known as the midnight worshipers. How many people have ever had to worship the Lord in your midnight hour? It is in those times that I find God to be so real. It's in those times where I find myself so strengthened when I don't have the power within myself to be able to even lift up my own hands. Have you ever been there when you've been so down and dark that you didn't know how God was going to bring you out? And some of us have had to be strong for others and we put on the face like hey, we got everything together. But how many people know sometimes when we go in our prayer closet, we're broken before the Lord so bad. And we're like, listen, if you don't make a way for us, if you don't work this 
miracle. If you don't do what you do best, I don't know how I'm going to make it. So I've learned how to go through the midnight hours worshiping the God of all salvation. I wish I had somebody that could listen to me tonight. Listen, I've learned that when I had tears that outweighed what I was going through to just lift up my hands and give him all the glory. How many people know when you lift up your hands, when you open up your mouth and give him the glory that's due his name, things can happen. Somebody say, I believe that I will win. Acts chapter 16, 22 to 34. We love the word of God here at RT, and I'm going to go ahead and read. And I'm going to start kind of in the middle of this because I want to focus on the end. Um, 16 and 22 says this. Then the multitudes rose up together against them. Everybody say against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they laid many stripes, somebody say many stripes. On them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, somebody say, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners that were listening or were listening to them. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. And the keeper of the prisoner, everybody say the keeper, awakened from his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the, the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Somebody ought to get excited right there. So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. 32 says this, then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all of his household. I only have three points to share with you. I hope that you learned something today and then we can go home. The three points are this. If you're taking notes, notes go ahead and write it down. First of all, you need to know your history to be a winner. You need to learn from your past. You need to, number one, know your history and learn from your past. Number two, everybody say everyone. Come on and declare it. Everybody say everyone on your team should win. <laughs> Hallelujah. And thirdly, and not least, everyone say you need to believe beyond what you can see. <laughs> Hallelujah. Point number one, know your history and learn from your past. You should always have a praise when you think about what Jesus has done in your life. I don't care what you have gone through. I don't care what the circumstances may be. When we look at Paul and Silas, they were doing the work of the Lord. And how many people will be honest on tonight? Sometimes you can get hurt while doing the work of the Lord. 
Oh, I'm the only one that's going to be real on tonight. Sometimes you can cry some tears doing the work of the Lord. And what I love about Paul and Silas in this time, they took time, no matter what was going on, hands bound up, legs and feet bound up, bloody, bruised. They decided to worship the Lord. I'm telling you, there is power in your worship. There is power in your hallelujah. There is power in your thank you, Jesus. And as you go through the storm and as you go through the rain you need to understand the importance of your hallelujah even in the midnight hour lisa why is that important it's important because um, my, my friend emily said something to me my friend emily had been believing god for the adoption of her child for three years and she was talking to me about all that the lord had did for her and she said to me very simply she said lisa satan never gets the victory we all always ran. And so time after time, if she went to these court cases and they told her, you're not going to be able to adopt your daughter and this is going and that is going, she declared to me, Satan never has the victory. We always win. Paul and Silas understood that in their midnight hour that it was very important to keep their priority their priority. They began to realize the importance about what Jesus had done. And you need to realize it is important what you say out of your mouth when you are in trouble. When you're in trouble, it's important what you say out of your mouth. Is it a thank you, Jesus? Is it a Lord, I trust you? Or is it, oh, woe is me again? Here we go again. Because how many people know in this life you will experience trouble? And it's not if trouble comes, it's when trouble will come. And you have to be able to stand firm. And what I love about Paul and Silas is they stood firm and they began to worship the Lord without knowing the outcome, which is huge. How many people need to know sometimes you need to worship the Lord without knowing the outcome? If he never brings you out, he's still worthy of the praise. If he never does what you ask him to do, he's yet worthy. How many people believe it today? Somebody clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. John 14 and 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if there were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That's where I am that you may be there also. And where I I go, you go and you know the way. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. It is important when you are worshiping the Lord that you keep your focus, your focus. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, Jesus still has to be your way. I have been through trials in my life where I depended on people to get me out and did not depend on Jesus, Duran. And I had to learn a very important lesson that he was the only way. And if my worship was going to be directed, it had to be directed to the one that could do something about it. So it is so important that we understand the way. Hallelujah. This next point is very um, simple. It says everyone on your team should win. Everybody say everyone on your team should win. Paul was responsible with the miracle. 
So when we see in the scripture at midnight and the earthquake came, hallelujah, and we see that they have the victory, Paul was responsible enough to know that somebody was going to be gravely affected by him just getting up and leaving. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me on today. How many people realize your life means so much because there are people that are connected to your destiny. There are people that are depending on you to do the right thing for them to be able to advance as you advance in the kingdom. And I love what my pastor says. He says, you're not meant to do life alone. And how many people know we all need to win if you win? Because when we look at the prisoner, the prisoner would have, he actually went to go get his knife because according to that day, if he would have let those prisoners go, he had to kill himself before the Roman government killed him. And so Paul took very close attention to be responsible about the miracle and he decided, yeah, freedom was good. The other prisoner's freedom was great, but the best was that somebody's whole household would be saved. I'm going to say that one more time. Paul realized that freedom was good for himself. Secondly, he, he actually realized, hallelujah, that the prisoners, the other ones being able to go, that would be good. But the best thing is making sure that somebody's whole household salvation wins. And I got to challenge you on tonight because it challenged me. When was the last time you didn't care about your own personal victory and cared about somebody else's whole household being saved? When was the last time that you cared so much about somebody else's child that is lost and weary? When was the last time you cared about somebody else's family member in the hospital? Because how many people know we win together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it is utmost of importance. When we look at Paul, we see that he had a responsibility to make sure. And then what happens with this jailer, this jailer begins to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ through Paul's pain. Lisa, how did we win if we're in pain? How many people know we learn the way of God through suffering? It is not always the good times, hallelujah, that we learn from. It is those bad times. I want you to look over your life and think about all that God has done for you, but think about the trials and tribulations, and it all wasn't good. If it all hasn't been good, somebody ought to say amen. amen. And you learn through that, and you learn that. So listen, he, he had a responsibility to the people that were in that prison to make sure that somebody's whole household would win. This is so important in scripture. When we look back over the story, it says, and on 27, if you go back to your Bibles, um, chapter 16, verse 27, and it says, and the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep and seeing that the prison doors um, were open, supposing the prisoners had failed, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul, somebody say, but Paul, called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. And then he called for the light and ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Cyrus and he brought them out saying sirs what must I do to be saved how many people know it is important as a responsibility how many people are believers of Jesus Christ if you are raise your hand mostly everybody are believers in this house so we thank the Lord for his salvation it is so important that we seek out the sinner that we seek those that are lost it is not about our personal comfortability <laughs> this is a good word. I'm preaching to myself. Preach, Lisa. This is not about your comfortability. Because how many people know they had just got beat down? Yeah. 
They weren't in a comfortable situation, Sister Rachel. They just got beat down and they're bloody. But they still took time not only to worship, but to see about somebody else. I challenge you on tonight. What are you doing to see about somebody else? What is that neighbor on your street? Who is that little girl on the, in, the, in your neighborhood? Who is the person that you need to be reaching out to have the responsibility of someone else? Hallelujah. If you clap your hands, I'm almost done. I'm at the final point. Hallelujah. Listen, a bloody win is powerful. <laughs> Paul and Silas did not get a pass, but they had to shed blood to be a part of the journey. They were willing to be uncomfortable for someone else to see the glory of the Lord be revealed. I hope I'm not the only one on tonight who's willing to be a little bit uncomfortable. Hallelujah, to be able to see the glory of the Lord revealed in this city. I believe in God to do some miraculous things. Hallelujah, in the body of Christ. And I don't mind being uncomfortable. Hallelujah. Come what may, he has my yes. The bloody wind is powerful. Also, when we look at the, the cross of Calvary, Jesus paid it all and suffered all and, get, and did the bloody wind just so we could be redeemed back to him. He was uncomfortable. He was bruised. He was spit on. He was ostracized just to make sure that we could live life eternally. His example is so important. One of my favorite hymns, it says, oh, precious is the flow. <laughs> that makes me white as snow. Hallelujah. No other found I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on and clap your hands if you love the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank him for his word on tonight. Hallelujah. The final point is everybody say believe, believe. beyond what you can see. I love how when the prisoner came in, he asked for the light <laughs> to talk to Paul and Silas. Now, anytime that we look at this before, you don't see, he put them inside of an inner pit. There was a place that was very dark. But now where the prisoner wants to see, not just with his eyes, but with his heart, he is seeking out someone to say, listen, what must I do to be saved? When you have the light, you don't need light around you for people to see Jesus through you. <laughs> I just want to challenge you where you are. Do people see your light so shine? That they actually know in the time of trouble that they can come to you and ask you about the Savior that you serve. And we have to be careful because all of us said that we were believers of how we present Jesus Christ to others. Because I realize even in myself, when I'm going through this and I believe that I will win, and I believe I have to be careful about my stinking thinking sometimes and my complaining mouth regarding the things of the Lord. Because out of this same mouth that I want people to be saved and I want people to be set free and I want people to be delivered, I find myself complaining sometimes and worrying sometimes and being anxious sometimes. And then I want them to serve the same God that I serve. And we have to be responsible enough to know as believers that some of those things need to be taken to the Lord in prayer and not spoken out of our mouth because it's important because we have a responsibility. Our neighbor needs to be saved. Someone down the street needs to be saved. And it's power in our witness. Paul and Silas never changed their stance. They had just gotten beaten in the street for the cause of Jesus Christ. And they were still presently speaking the word of the Lord. And speaking it so much so, hallelujah, that somebody was able to win. 
Um, in sports, they tell you to visualize the win. Somebody say visualize the win. They tell you if you're going to shoot a basketball, see the basket going in before you shoot it. And your likelihood, hallelujah, of winning is there. Some of us tonight need to visualize the win. How many people know that Christ died for us? Hallelujah. He rose again and he's coming back. Hallelujah. He rose with all power and he's coming back for a church. And I can visualize the win. That one day I'm going to see him. <laughs> that one day I'm going to go from labor to reward. And I want you to go to this scripture because this scripture has absolutely helped me in the midnights of my life. And I had to realize that there was power in the blood, even if it's a bloody fight. And if you go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, and hallelujah, I'm done. Hallelujah. Anybody enjoying the word on tonight? Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says this. I want to give you time to get there because this is important. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto death. It is so important that we realize that we are living to live again. <laughs> we are living, hallelujah, to live again. And us winning is not us always being comfortable on this side. Us winning is not always getting the car or the house that we wanted. I want to help somebody on tonight. Us winning is winning souls to Jesus Christ. Us winning is raising up people around us. Us winning is telling a dying world that Jesus still loves you. He can still deliver you. He can still keep you when you don't even want to be careful. That's how we win. So I came to encourage you, even though we shouted, I came to help you today. Listen, you might not always be shouting in your midnight season, but you do need to declare that you win. <laughs> it might not always look easy and your road might not be easy, but how many people know in the end you win? Hallelujah. And so I want you to go lastly to this last scripture and I'm so excited for what God is doing. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands if you love the Lord. We're going to Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And I want you to stand to your feet because we're getting ready to get out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and 31. When you got there, come on and say Amen. Amen. Praise God. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Somebody say, who can be against us? Come on, somebody declare, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up all for us. That's our victory. How will he not... Also with him graciously give us all things. Who shall bring any, any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is, who is it to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of the Father? Who indeed is in, interceding for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? 
as it is written for your sake, we are being killed all the day long and we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. But 37 is where I get excited. No. Somebody say no. Come on, somebody declare no. In all things, we are, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Anybody a conqueror on tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any else in the, all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. I came to speak to somebody tonight who's saying, Lisa, I haven't always been winning, but I want to win. <laughs> Hallelujah. If somebody needs strength from the journey, I want you to come to this altar right now. God is going to send a refreshing to you. Hallelujah. If you've been weary and well-doing, I want you to come down because you do win. Hallelujah. If you want me to stand with you in faith today, believe in God for something, I want you to come to this altar. Because how many people know we win? Hallelujah. We win with our family. We win for our household. We win for our church. We win for our city. We win on tonight. And we're going to believe God to do the amazing in this place. I want to encourage you when the enemy tries to whisper in your ears that you can't make it. You need to tell him, hallelujah, every devil that's lying, I believe that I will win. Can anybody declare that on today? I believe that I will win. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands for Jesus. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him honor. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.com.